Over 2 million Americans are in prison and approximately 70 million Americans have a criminal record. Bad Boys Jail and Juvenile Ministries believes the church has a unique capacity and calling to respond to the crisis of crime and incarceration. In response, we present our radio show, Inside Out. And now, our hosts, Wilson and Rascal. Welcome to the Inside Out Radio Show. I'm Wilson along with Rascal. This is where we spend time discussing ways to position ourselves with purpose for positive change. Because in Jeremiah 29:11 it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future. Well, on today's show, we're going to be discussing a topic of losing control or mourning the loss of our control. And then we're going to dive into uh, a little bit of a nugget, uh, some wise words from Rascal. And then we're going to open the bean slot. That's where we give you some resources. I would encourage you to get a piece of paper and pencil handy to write down some of the information, um, our address, and maybe some Bible verses or maybe some of the insightful things we say because we're so insightful. How you doing, Rascal? Doing great. How are you doing, Wilson? Okay. Hey, um, remind me, Rascal, again, when you're going to stop working and start goofing off professionally. Oh, my gosh. I honestly am looking forward to retirement just so that I can breathe and catch my breath. But I have uh, just over a little over a year, and I'm going to retire from the school system. And I will be able to go into full-time ministry. And my wife and I, are we have a business that we are doing, too, so... Well, that's a good thing. And and you're still preaching? Yes. Still out at Cowboy Church. Exit 155 off of Highway 70. We would love to see you all come out. Send your family out to see us. Now, if I were driving by and I was to look to the left, heading west, You'll I'd be see looking. You'll see big red buildings. Big red, and is that, big red barns. So it's, it's behind it's that. It's right straight behind that, yes. Okay. Do I have to have a horse to get there? Nope. Nope. Well, I don't know how many horses your car has, but you're welcome to you're welcome to come out, no matter how you get there. Yeah, um, I I love the word. Um, Jesus says he's the word and the bread of life, but I think there's some other bread there, isn't there? At about eleven o'clock, a lot something? of eating goes on there. Oh, we, every that. Sunday we eat potluck, so bring an empty stomach and an appetite and come out. Nine o'clock is the Bible study. So if you want to dig deep into the Bible, be there at nine o'clock. The service starts at 10. And then right after church at 11, we line up and start going through with our plates and getting good home cooked food. Oh, I love it. I love it. I was out there a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I, and I have to uh, admit and agree the food was, they had a baked ham, a baked ham. Outstanding. It was very good. And then they had some chilies and, and of course, the cakes and the pies and the cookies. and Green beans with bacon in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's, it's an awesome place. Homemade pies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about control. Have you ever lost control of a vehicle or anything? You know, I lost control one time coming back from Troy. We were in our truck, my wife and I coming back, and it was snowing. There was maybe... 
an inch or two of snow on the road. Driving along just fine. My truck does well in snow. And all of a sudden, I felt the rear end of the truck just moving left for no reason, like a hand was pushing the truck. And, you know, typically you turn your wheel into, and it comes back, it pulls you back into it. No, it was having none of it. It was like I was on a solid sheet of ice. And my truck began to spin sideways. I'm going down the highway sideways, which allowed me to look out my passenger window where my wife was sitting, and I could see other vehicles coming at me. And I'm praying, dear God, help them to stop. But that is the most horrible feeling when you have no control. You have lost complete control. There's nothing that you can do. I was dropping gears. You know, it's not like I don't know what to do. Being on a motorcycle, a lot of times you have to drop gears to slow down to keep you from sliding out of control. But it's that nothing that I did pulled me back into control. And that's a horrible feeling to be out of control where you can you can do nothing. Right. And sometimes it just comes unexpectedly. I know there was snow on the ground, but there's some situations where you lose control unexpectedly. Sure. It could be in a vehicle. It could be in a relationship. It could be in a lot of different ways. And there are effects. I wouldn't call them side effects, but there's a, there's consequences to our to the loss of control, isn't there, when we think we're in control? Yes, cause and effect, just like in school. Right. And it's it is human nature to be want to want to have control of everything. Well, of course, we all want to be in control. I mean, if you look back in Genesis, the, when the the snake came up to Eve and said, "Hey, why don't you go ahead and eat that apple or eat that fruit?" and she says, "No, I'm not supposed to." And he goes, "Why?" and he's and, and she says, "Because it's gonna uh, it's gonna enlighten me to uh, what I want to do." And he's like. No, that's it's not going to do that. It's going to make you like him. You're going to be able to see what you need to see. And she's like, "Well, yeah, I need that control." Yeah, you know, he's like the devil's like, "You need to control." So uh, we we know he what hasn't happens. changed much, has no, he? No, he hasn't. So we plan, we organize, and we try to anticipate or guess what's coming. Which is next. what we should do. We've told them before. Yes, plan, yes, plan, yes, plan. Yes, and uh, we will probably talk about it for in future shows about what it looks like to be in God's plan. But for today, we're talking about mourning the loss of control. So what happens when we have realized we're not in control? We fail, we fall, and and things sometimes get worse. A lot of, most of the time it gets worse. Right. When you think you have it all together and you don't, um, things can get worse. Things can get worse. We're going to look at a little bit of what the world says about control. I'm I'm a, a retired teacher. I'm still a student. I like to to learn and, and teach. So a lot of times when I come up with with words uh, word studies, I'll go to the dictionary. And I went to two dictionaries here to look at how the word world defines the word control. And I went to one called Cambridge, and another one called Oxford. Those are pretty highfalutin. Didn't places. use Webster. No. I, I, you know, I just, Cambridge and Oxford. I always wanted to go to Oxford, you know. Did you? Well, I, I had that, that fantasy that I thought I was smart enough to go to Oxford. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But um, I did go to um, Harvard. Did you? Yeah, my wife and I, we Did went, you eat lunch there one day? Well, we traveled to, I got a t-shirt. Okay. So I did go to Harvard. But uh, here's what Cambridge says uh, about it. 
um, the word defined of control, to order, limit, or rule something. Now, the word that sticks out in my mind on that one is the word limit. Now, some people think we God don't like put, limits. No, some people think God puts us on limits, and and it, we have free choice. And that's where the ultimate control for us comes from, is we think we have total control through our free will. But as we've been speaking here, sometimes we're not in control. In fact, God is in control, especially, and it's it may not seem like it today, but he is in control. But well, that's like I, like I always use the example of a shock collar on a dog. Okay. You know, it's... And, and not that God has us on a shock collar, but it's it's putting something into a realm that we can understand. But when you have a dog and you want it to learn where it can and can't go, you limit it by the shock collar. But you still allow that dog to make the effort to go to different spots. And God does us the same way. We have the free will to go as we want and where we want to go. But God always does have that ability at any time to push that button. Well, there's the consequences. Right. You know, the dog, you know, the consequence of that dog doing what he's not supposed to or getting too close to that fence or whatever, there's a consequence to that. Right. And we look at it a lot of times as it's a bad thing, but we don't see what God sees. And if that dog's headed towards a highway, what's better, to shock it and stop it from going on the highway or letting it get killed? Right. And and, and not to belittle the situation in which our our listeners are in, the consequences of their actions got them where they're at. Correct. Because um, they thought they had a plan and they controlled it all, and obviously they didn't. Um, The other one is the Oxford, and their definition is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. The key word that stands out in me on that one is the word power. You know, we think we have the power. And sometimes we have to have that shock right. from God to say that we don't have the power. It, some people call it a reset, you know. Okay. An epiphany. An epiphany. An epiphany. Right. And there's um, a lot of people a lot wiser than us have come up with, with words that describe what it means not to or to think we're in control but in actuality, we're not. And one of them, in, in, in a sense, is Einstein's definition of insanity. Yes. And what, do you remember Doing what that Doing the says? same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. Right. So thinking we have control. Oh, well, I still have control over this drug. You know, I know I had a bad trip last time. I know I ended up, you know, incarcerated last time. But this time will be different. I'll get away with it. I, yeah. I, I, it's, I have control over this. Uh, I have control over the, re, the, the relationships. My kids, my wife. No, not really. You only have control over what you can right. bring to the relationship. Over ourselves. Over ourselves, right. So that word power, I think, is we can get drunk with power. A lot of people get drunk with power, especially in politics mm-hmm. and even within the church. Right. So we have to be remember. So let's see what God has to say about control. And, of course, we're going to turn to a couple Bible verses. So I hope that you all got your paper and pencil out to write down. You don't have to write down all the words. You can just write down the verses and look at it um, uh, in your in your quiet time. But let's see what God has to say. Isaiah 55, 8, 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Wow. That tells me right there. That's power. That is power, and that's control. 
He is in control. We might think we know what we're doing, but chances are we're wrong. Slam to none. Right. So that kind of brings us to a question that people might be asking is, well, if I'm not in control, God's in control, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? Well, it makes a lot of difference. And if you, re- if you go back to our original, our original tagline, positioning people with purpose for positive change, God does have a purpose for you. And it's finding out what that purpose is, and it's through his thoughts. And how, how would somebody find out what God wants them to do? What would, they, what would be one of the first things they would do? Well, you obviously go to the Bible. There you go. Through Study. Scripture. That's right, and this is a good one, 55, 8 through 9. In Proverbs, it says in 1921, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. If you're outside of his will, your plans, your control is not going to work. And I've been out of God's will and in God's will, and being out of God's will is a very ugly place to be. Yes, it is. Now, the title of our show, uh, we've called it Mourning Our Loss of Control. And let's key on that word mourning for a second. It's kind of like a, a funeral when somebody dies, you, you feel sad. And you know, they used to pay people to do mourning. If the, if the person If the person didn't have a lot of friends... Our loved ones, they actually had people that were actually paid mourners that would actually dress in black and show up and, I guess, fake cry for your loved one. And you paid them to do this. Wow. Wow. Well, I looked, again, I did a little research on the inner tubes, and it came up with five stages of mourning. The mourning, uh, the first one is denial or isolation, deny that it ever happened. I isolate yourself. Don't look at it in the mirror. Don't look at yourself in the mirror. I don't have a problem. It's not me. I don't have a problem. The second one is anger. Lashing I, out. Yeah, I stop at that one probably longer than any of the other five. Is You get angry, like, why, 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 you know. Bargaining. Have, we, have you ever bargained? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Only if, if you do this, God, I'll do that. Right. Or I'll do that, and then you can do this. If you get me through this, God, I'll never do this again. I'll never take a drink. I'll, yeah, we've bargained a lot. Number five is depression. Depression, and that's a hard one to get past, you know, because it's it's almost like a numbness. Just don't even feel anymore. Just depressed. You don't care about anything. It's Apathy might be part of that, apathy. But the last stage is the most important stage, and that's acceptance. Accepting your part in the in, in the problem, your part in how it went. And there are, that, that's the key. The key to moving, to positioning yourself with purpose for positive change is accepting. Not accepting limitations on what God wants you to do and what he has for you, but accepting your responsibility and accepting that you are not in control. You are, In fact, that brings me to a, um, a resource that you can get if you write to Bad Boys Jail Ministry at P.O. Box 125 Flint Hill, zip code 63346, we can send you a the plan of salvation. And the first thing in the plan of salvation is accepting that you're not God. Right. So if you're interested in that, right away. But I'm going to read you a couple of verses about who's really in control. Who's really in control. We have Psalm 121.2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
If he made everything, I think he controls everything. I think he can control it all. Yeah, I think he can t- control. What are our responsibilities in managing our lives? Well, in Matthew six thirty three, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. So seek his wisdom. That's So we've got to get into the word. Seek? What's that mean? That means, means you've got to get the Bible out, crack it open, blow that, the dust off of it. That's right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and on the other side, uh, we're going to explore a little bit of uh, wisdom from Rascal regarding um, control or loss of control. So stay right there, and we'll catch you on the other side. If technology gets you frustrated sometimes, we can help. Get control of your devices with Senior Tech Services, your personal technology concierge. We offer personal training and consulting in Skyping, Google, texting, email, saving and sending photos, and smartphones. We have 30 years of experience and a commitment to you and your tech needs. We can meet at your home, library, coffee shop, work, senior center, wherever it's best for you. Call or text Senior Tech Services at 31. 31- 914-922-4601 for a free consultation. That's 314-922-4601. Senior Tech Services. What hit me with the whole control thing, because we all struggle with control and wanting to keep control and gain control of different situations. And the old cliche that everybody likes to use, and I know anybody who's been in any 12 step program they know that they know about control and we've talked they talked about control but that quote god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference so what i did was i just changed the words on that okay. and it applies okay so god grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot control, because control is change, right? Right. The courage to control the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You like that? Yes, I do. I really do. And I think we're gonna we're gonna wa- walk that backwards from the first sentence or the last sentence to last the first sentence. sentence. So go ahead and read that last sentence. So the again. wisdom to know the difference. To know, so that word know, I think the word knowledge comes in. Knowledge, and where do we get that knowledge? We get it from the word. Right, we can't get it from ourselves. right? Are we super wise? I mean, a lot of philosophers and theologians and doctorates, they all think that they're very, very smart, but when it comes to the knowledge of the Almighty, mm-hmm. it's minuscule, right? nothingness. Right, and I guess... One of the places I like to go to get some wise words is Proverbs. I love Proverbs. You go, you can read Proverbs and get all kinds of insights about what you're, what you can control and what you can't control. And one of the things, and I know that you and I both shared this with inmates, but we would always tell them to start if they've never read their Bible before, but start in Proverbs and read one proverb every day because there's. 31 proverbs Mm -hmm. and there's no more than 31 days in a year right so whatever day it is read that proverb right that way you're getting a proverb every day right okay what was the next so then the next one is the courage to control the things that i can courage stands out to me courage Courage. you think of a lion yeah I, i i think of somebody that wants to be in control of everything with courage correct 
you know, and sometimes having courage is stepping back and saying, it's, it's, it's not me, it's, it's God, or I don't have control. It's, it's almost, in some ways, courage is humility. I don't, does that make sense? It does in a way. It really does because humbling yourself, just because you have courage doesn't mean that you're a beast. You know, it. men and women who fight overseas in wars, they have courage to do what they're doing, but there has to come, they have to come to that point of knowing, like we said, what you can and you can't control because there are certain situations that you don't need to head into full long because the outcome for that, no matter how much courage you have, the outcome wouldn't be good. It takes courage to jump off of a cliff. But if there's no water at the bottom, that's not real courage. No, that's... That's, that's stupidity. Yeah, that's stupidity. Yeah. And a, a vision just came into my mind here of sometimes uh, Jesus is described as the lion and the lamb. Lion is the courage. Lamb is the humility. Correct. You know, they can walk side by side and having the wisdom to know how to balance that, how to balance that. What's the, the next one? So then to accept the things that I cannot control. So I guess the word accept in there, accepting things. What does that say, accept? I, I have to accept that I don't have control. Well, and sometimes it just simply means putting down things maybe at times that you want. You know, I accept that I can't have this right now because I don't have enough money for it. Instead of going out and purchasing something that we really can't pay for or that we may be putting on plastic, you know, that you're not accepting the fact that maybe you should not be purchasing that right now. Mm -hmm. And that has dire consequences. Right, because if we, if we look back at that first segment that we did, we had those five stages of mourning and the last stage was accepting um, accepting your responsibility or accepting, like you said, I accept the fact that I can't do this right now. That's hard, though. Very hard, very hard. I accept the fact that I have, I have to do A before I can do B. Right. Um, we talked about the resources of um, in previous shows about getting these men and women some resources so they can get ready to get released. So when they get released, they'll have the, 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 the tools and the things they need. Well, you have to accept the fact that you have to start this early. Right. And you have to write to us. Because if you don't, if you don't write to us, you can't get the supplies that we have. We have something that you need, mm -hmm. but we can't get those to you until we know. So write to us. And our address is P.O. Box 125, Flint Hill, Missouri, 63346. So, and then the very first verse, I think, is ties, God grant me the serenity. 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 I love the word. Yeah. It's almost like. Surreal. It's calming. See, it is. It's very calming. Yeah. That's hard to do is to stop. and just, Especially when you're angry. You know, the, the, you mentioned earlier, anger is one of those things that we feel we feel that depression and then the anger, and that's something. Serenity and anger are like total opposites. Right, calming the spirit. Yeah, calming the spirit, and I've been practicing that the last oh, I'd say about four months, where I get up in the morning about four thirty, five o'clock, and I, I lay on the floor. I literally lay on the floor, and I just try to get some serenity for the day. You know, things start flooding in. I'm sure you sit in your rack. 
your mind is going, oh, my court date, my family's not talking to me. Where am I going to, when am I getting out? Your, your mind is constantly, constantly going. So you need to be very intentional about creating that serenity. And what is it? Cooler heads prevail? Cooler. A cooler head will always, you'll always make better decisions with a cooler head than a hot head. Right. So some people count to 10 or 50 or whatever. Right. It never worked for me. It never worked for you? No. Counting <laughs> to 10 never worked. I'd blow up at three or four. So go ahead and read that whole thing from the All top right, to so bottom. So God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot control, courage to control the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. The wisdom, the word. The wisdom comes through the word, through Christ. And that's important stuff. Well, we're going to move into uh, the next segment called The Bean Slot. Now, you'll definitely want to get a piece of paper and pencil ready for this one. Uh, I, I kind of like the title of this, this segment, The Bean Slot. The Bean Slot. You know what that bean slot is? I think Some I people out there may not even know what the bean slot is. Now, obviously, those that have been incarcerated knows what the bean slot is, but what is the bean slot, Wilson? I believe it's that um, that that little bitty slot or door that opens up in your cell door that they can pass things. Uh, might be uh, papers, might be food, beans, or beans, <laughs> because they like to feed a lot of beans, <laughs> yeah. pasta and beans. If you don't like pasta and beans, don't get locked up. Don't. And rice, pasta, beans, and rice. Because you know why they use a lot of that? Because it's stretch, it's cheap, and it stretches a long ways. It's cheap. They got a lot of starch in there. A lot of a starch. A lot of starch. Yeah. Uh, it's called the the resource that we're going to provide. Well, we're going to do this on a on a weekly basis. We're going to provide a resource for you. Um, so you always want to have paper and pencil ready. And then if 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 you don't get this down right away, you have to write for us. You have to write away to us at. Bad Boys with a Z, Jail Ministries at P.O. Box 125, Flint Hill, Missouri, 63346. And the one that we're going to highlight today is called Jobs for Felons. So this is a resource that uh, Bad Boys has downloaded. Um, it's 50 pages or so of resources, not just jobs, but that's what that's the website that's doing this. And there's this website is the largest free resource on the internet, focusing on helping felons get employed and had successful re-entry into society after jail or prison. Now, successful re-entry is more than just a job. I know this is called Jobs for Felon, but they have lots of resources in there for housing, education, um, assistance with food, with clothes, training, things of that nature. And um, their tagline is, the past is behind you, now it's time to get to work. I like it. It's time to position yourself with purpose for positive change. Pull up your big boy pants. Let's <laughs> That's it. Be one of the reasons we do this bean slot is because we want you to have the answers to most of your questions before you're released. Because once you're released, like you say, rascal, life is going to hit them and it's going to hit them oh, fast. it's crazy. Right. And this is just an example of, of a couple of the things that this particular guide has. It, has, um, it helps you with... Um, the mindset, it helps you understand how you need to approach your success. Um, it helps you with preparing documents like resumes, cover letters, things of that nature. Um, it has websites that have current jobs. So once you get released, you can go to this or have your family members do it while you're, 
while you're incarcerated. It's uh, www.jobsforfelons with an S hub.com. And one of the examples, because I went on this website and I did check to see if this is true, one of the jobs that um, a felon can get is at Amazon. Has anybody heard of the Amazon before? I've never heard of Amazon. You've what is heard? that? <laughs> What's that at the door? It's the Amazon guy. So they do hire 15 bucks an hour is what they listed the last time and looked. double minimum wage. That is double minimum wage. So this is a very, um, uh, I think it's, it's a very robust, if I can use that word. That means it's got a lot of stuff in it. And we've kind of agreed, the ministry has agreed that uh, the first five people that right away to Bad Boys Jail Ministry, P.O. Box 125, Flint Hill, Missouri, 63346, will get a copy of this. Because we have to download it off the internet, and we would send it to the first five people. And I think it's... Um, it's all 50 pages? Yeah, all 50 pages. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, your, your family can use this for, like I said, food assistance, housing, employment, um, it, college, all kinds of interesting things in there. That's I didn't, awesome. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, write to us, please. Yes, P.O. Box uh, 125 Flint Hill, Missouri, 63346. Don't let the devil's schemes control your dreams. We're out of here. We'll see you on the other side. Yes.